Hello everybody and welcome to Two Random Nerds Talk About the MCU Phase 2. Harry, welcome. Um, we all we all remember the MCU Phase Two very well. We do. I loved your little MCU Phase Two. Yes, it was very, but it's very nice. Yes, unintentional. Huh. It worked. Um, so, what do you remember about the MCU Phase Two? Like, do you what do you remember about your like experiences? What do you okay? Overall, what would you say in one word about the MCU? No, in more than one word about the MCU Phase Two. I would as a, say as a phase. As a phase, it's a definite step up. I th- no, actually, the second half is a definite step up for me. The second I, half. The second half of the second phase. Yeah. Like, the second half doesn't even include the Winter Soldier, though. Does it not? Nope. <laughs> well, no, I'm sorry, because there's five... How many MCU Phase 2 films? Six. Oh, is there six? Yeah. So, well, you've got Iron Man, Four, Guardians, Winter Soldier, Age of Ultron. Oh, shit, you've got Ant-Man as Ant-Man. well, haven't you? Yeah. yeah. Ant-Man. Ant-Man. Ants. Um, Ants. <laughs> I would say... I would say... There's a couple of films in here that aren't my favourites. But I would say as a They're phase... They're not all your favourites? No. You don't love all of them? No. I'm, this was uh, this was sort of still when like Marvel was under the control of um, Ike Palmater, so like there wasn't a whole lot they could do. Yeah, you could tell that, especially with the first couple of films in Phase Two, they were still kind of under that control. And as it starts, as Phase Two carries on, it starts to get stronger and stronger, and starts to find its foot in a lot more. Um, but I definitely I, think I it's a strong fa- it's a strong phase. When, I think. When did Kevin Feige get his full control? It has to be in this phase, surely. I'd be very surprised if it's not. Kevin Feige is the president of Marvel Studios and since October 2019, Marvel's chief creative officer. That's Marvel's chief creative officer, but like... um, I don't know what year it was that actually when it shifted. I don't feel like it was like... I feel like it might have just been after phase... But now Kevin Feige has come full circle with the appointment to Chief Creative Officer of Marvel Entertainment. That's a few years before that, I feel like it was. Yeah. Yeah, I can't remember for sure. Um, But like, yeah, because there was obviously this split between film and TV. Yeah, because during Phase 2 as well, they had the event about what's coming up in Phase 3 just before Avengers of Ultron. And they mm. announced in Humans, didn't they? And then a couple of weeks later, Inhumans was like... Or a couple of months later, humans was canned. Yeah, it was. It was. Um, I think it was like a year later. Yeah. That um, humans was cancelled as a film and changed to a show. It is. Yeah, it's hard to realise where that actual shift happened. Yes. I feel like it had to have been after that, like after the production of Ant Man. It's like started basically because I feel like that's part of the reason why Edgar Wright probably left the project. Yeah, I can see that. Like yeah, it's hard. It's hard to really realize where that might have happened. I feel like twenty fifteen, twenty sixteen is probably where it happened. Yes, because twenty fifteen was when Inhumans was cancelled. 
So that still meant that Ike Palmatal was still trying to push in humans up until like that point sort of thing. Yeah. Because then he went, they went and made the Inhuman show anyway. Um, but yeah, um, it's definitely a step up. It's definitely it's it's a good it's a strong phase of I films. I don't know if it's a step up from Phase One overall. I feel like there are there are better films here, but I feel like not every film here is better. Yeah, I'd say it's half and half for me. I'd so say half of, half of them are better, half of them aren't. Well, there are four films in this phase that are sequels. Yep, and two that aren't. So. Correct. Let's start with uh, the first sequel and the... Um, not the first sequel, but technically it's the third one. It's Iron Man 3. Um, I haven't seen Iron Man 3 for a little bit, but I'm going to put it in... I think this is pretty good, actually. I... I've been very mixed towards this film for a long time. I don't, I don't think it's a great... I think it's a good film. I don't think it's a good Iron Man film. I think the good aspects of the Iron Man of the of, I think the good parts of Iron Man three are very good, but the not so good parts are notice are really noticeable. Yeah, it's I, the, it's one. I, lack, I, sorry, Grant. I'll say the lack of an like there is a lack of Iron Man stuff, and it, it's very silly with the Iron Man stuff as well. It's it's one um, it's one that I can happily take or leave or even skip. I'm not bothered about if I if I watch it again or not. It's it's that kind of thing where it also has no sort of like bearing on the story overall anyway, because at the end of the film he gets rid of the arc reactor and he blows up all his suits, but then he the, goes back to making them immediately. Yeah, it just does good. Arg- there was a good argument I saw years ago now. Where it was I like, talk someone talking about how like they came out in, the films came out in the wrong order, like in a sense of like they could have shifted the way they told the story. Um, and like, it feels like Iron Man three probably should have come after Avengers: Age of Ultron. Yes, hundred percent, hundred percent. Because of some of the way the thing, some of the things that happen, it doesn't feel like the Avengers exist in this un- in this universe still. Uh, yeah, like I like I like the way it tackles kind of like uh, Tony's mental state and like his like his panic attacks yeah. and stuff like that. I think that's really well done. But I think you've hit the nail on the head. I don't think. If you look at that film for what it does, like you said, it's him coming to terms with does he need to be Iron Man? He gets rid of the, you know, he's fit, he sorts his chest, he blows up his suits, and then literally the next time we see him, there's been literally no change. He's straight back to how he was. So it's it's it just doesn't feel. If it was an alternate universe, it feels like it's in an alternate universe for me, a little bit. One of my favourite aspects of it is like it feeling like the Avengers aren't in there as the president gets kidnapped. <laughs> yeah, no, exactly. And the only person that's there to save the president is uh, Tony Stark and um, Don Cheadle. So I'd say it's forgettable for me, but I'm happy to meet really? in the middle. You'd, I, you'd put it at, I don't you'd like put it. You'd put it at forgettable. Wait, what's, what's after? It's forgettable. Just a movie. Right, no, I tell you what, no, scrap that. I put it in just a movie, not forgettable, just a movie. Yeah, that's do... fine. We can put it in just a movie. I think saying this is pretty good, actually. Like, I remember being so hyped for the film with the trailers. I love the very first trailer they released with uh, it starts with him in the snow and it ends with kind of the Malibu house sequence in the trailer. I was like, this looks amazing, and I remember watching it and just being like, eh. Yeah, but there is, like you said, there is some really, really good sequences in there. So yeah, no, it's just a movie, not forgettable. 
Yeah, I put it in just a movie, yeah. I think I've been up and down on the film. I don't enjoy watching it as much as, like, I probably did the first time I saw it, because I really liked it the first time I saw it. Yeah. Um. But, yeah. Yeah. So, on to um, a film that a lot of people say is the worst MCU movie. Like, they don't sugarcoat it. Yeah. Um, Thor The Dark World, which, again, I think probably belongs in just a movie. Yeah, I don't think this is the worst MCU film. I I, I, I like it. aspects of this film. I don't like every part of this film. I think the comedy's so really dry in this film. It's not great. No, but I like I like the kind of the Thor and Loki stuff. I like elements of the soundtrack. Like I like Frigga's funeral. I, I think, think it's it... a really nice scene. I think out of the Thor, out of out of the Thor scores, it's my favourite one. Yeah, same. But we're not talking about the scores. Um, I don't think um, it's I don't think it's anywhere near as bad as what people say it is. It's got a boring villain. Yeah, the villain. Yeah, that's the that's the thing. It's a bit like Iron Man three. Is the good parts are good, but the weaker stuff, just ouch, unfortunately, are also very very weak. So you can't find that middle ground. I just thought about something. With Iron Man 3, obviously, it has him meeting that kid. Yeah. Um, Harley. Yeah. If Spider-Man had never come over to the MCU, you feel like he, Peter, uh, Tony Stark might not have forgotten about Harley. Yeah. Because <laughs> he clearly did as soon as he met Peter. Oh, yeah. Completely <laughs> fucking... Bra- like, even to the point... I, I, I appreciated when they brought him back for that little stand there cameo in Endgame, but at the same time, so many people were like, who the fuck's that? I didn't realise who it was until the camera was off of him. I'm like, who is, who is this? I don't think I even realised it until after the film, actually. Do you know what I mean? It was very... Cause like, oh, that was Ty Simpkins. Wow, he's grown up a lot. Um, <laughs> um, anyway, yeah. yeah, Thor the Dark World, uh, bad villain. I like Loki in it. Um, actually, I always say this about Thor the Dark World. I tell, I'll tell anybody but this when I talk about it as a film. As a film when people talk about, oh, Thor the Dark World's crap, I'll be like... I think Thor The Dark World has one of the best endings of any MCU movie. Oh, without a doubt. Without and a it's doubt. not like the climax. It's, it's the end shot of just Loki's on the throne. He's like, impersonating Odin and nobody knows. And it's like, holy well, shit, what are they going to do? And they get, like, it, it isn't resolved in the best way. Like, I well, like Thor Ragnarok a lot, but it wasn't re- it isn't resolved. But it was one of those theories that for years I kept being like, no, when are we going to find out what the fuck happened to Odin? No, but that's what I was, that's literally my point is going to be. Was yeah. that, that was one of the best parts of it. You have that final shot where he's like, no, thank you. And you're like, fuck, Loki's on the throne. And then they take their time. They do not rush in answering it. They wait for Thor Ragnarok. You don't get a hint of it in Avengers 2. It's literally just, no, you've got, you yeah. got to wait. Um, yeah, like you said, Unfortunately, the resolution might not be the best, but in terms of this film, it's so well done. It's such a it's such a fun like. I remember leaving the cinema going, "Oh fuck, okay, shit." Yeah, it's definitely one of those ones where you do feel like, "Oh my god, that actually feels significant in some way." <laughs> it's going to affect it somehow. I know yeah. it didn't. <laughs> I'd say it's just I can I can put it in just a movie. Yeah, above or below Iron Man three for you? For me, you I'd put it above Iron Man three. Really? Yeah, mm. I prefer I prefer this to Iron Man Three. Mm. I will just leave it where it is, just because <laughs> I can't to get into that discussion. Because it's not, I don't know that I can't think of enough things to compare them against. Yeah, um, I think I think they're to be honest, I think they're very level playing field. Okay. Um, 
Yeah, and um, with this next film, I'm going to blow my load right away, and Captain America the Winter Soldier is best movie ever. There's not even an argument about it, yeah. Like, it it, it still is my favourite MCU movie, so... It's... it's, <laughs> it's it, there's, there's no, it's just so good. There's nothing else to say about it. It's, it's not just a great superhero film, it's not just a great MCU film, it's a great political thriller. It's a great film in general. It's like, more of an espionage thriller. Espionage thriller, yeah. But yeah, uh, I'd sort happily of, uh, sort of. I mean, it's very that's definitely the inspiration behind the film. That's definitely the tone, but it's still very much like it's a superhero movie still. It, like it's very much got that it's comic book oh, movie. Oh no, of course, but like, for example like um, like for example my girlfriend's dad hasn't seen any of the the MCU films, but I'd happily sit him down and show him this one and be like, "Oh, what do you think of of this and I'm sure he'd enjoy it because if you could watch it on its own as well I think I think it's I mean I think there's so many moments in the film that have become like iconic moments within the MCU like fandom as well like obviously mm. you've got the on your, on your left yep um just that relationship between um Steve and um Sam anyway is really good You've got obviously the stuff with Bucky at the end, with you know it was memed to hell, where it's just like you're my mission, as he looks like he's aggressively fucking him. Um, <laughs> uh, I it got fucking Robert Redford as the um, as the um, villain. Yeah, sorry, that really tickled me. Um, as I'm sure it did him as well, but obviously it brought back Bucky as the as the Winter Soldier. Yeah, um, but, I mean you got the elevator sequence. Just the elevator oh, yeah, sequence which itself is is insane. A great action sequence, yeah. Um, the highway action sequence is also fucking yeah, that's great. So good. Um, really, really good scene. Yeah, um, this is best. It's it, yeah, it's easily best movie ever. There's not even a. It gave like Nick Fury some stuff to do. Yep, and Black Widow. Yeah. I mean, she's, she had stuff to do in Avengers, but like, no, she, yeah, no, she but had more. It, it was she was, nice. it she was, was nice. a good character to be alongside Steve in this one. I like the friendship they start to develop through this film as well. Yeah. I think it's a nice. It's it's like when you watch Avengers, it's not exactly a pairing you'd always go, oh, okay. But then when you watch this, you're like, oh right, I can see this friendship kind of developing and evolving, and I'd like to see where it goes. Yeah, it's good. It's good. Good film, and obviously this was the um, this was the first time it really felt like the films and um the one show at the time, Agents of Shield, were actually connected. Yeah, because the the turn like that was something that really got me when I was in the cinema when I was watching because I was a I was a big fan of Agents of Shield when it was on. Yeah. Um. Even when it wasn't great, I still liked the show. I liked the characters enough to keep watching week to week. Yeah, that's fair. Um, but in the first season because the first season is obviously the one that's looked at as the weakest <laughs> yeah it definitely but, um, gets better I, after that yeah oh yeah definitely uh, but I remember watching it this film and being when the Hydra turn happens I was like oh my god how is that going to affect Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. was one of my first thoughts and I think also as well like even though I know what we just said about For the Dark World but like barring the first Avengers I think it's one of the first MCU films where you go you watch it as well for like you said for for the shield show, but you go, oh sh- this is this is really going to impact the world and these characters quite a lot. Like I'm like they they're going to have to change and evolve now, um, and it feels like it affects the MCU just as a whole going forward. 
which I quite like. Yeah. Um, and I think that's what again why so and you know they don't really do that in Phase One because it's all them coming together apart from the Avengers and then you get the, the hint yeah. of Thanos at the end of course. I think this is the but the first kind of big MCU ramification. Well, you, you, there's but technically the Ether is an Infinity Stone, isn't it? Technically, so that's in Dark World. Oh yeah, true, true. So you got all that. Um, no, nothing in Iron Man Three that's like really world changing. Um, I wouldn't say too much in this because like Shield weren't really doing much anyway. <laughs> like, <laughs> no, but I think I don't know the just... Hydra thing because even that felt like it was going to be more, and then it wasn't. They just deal with Hydra by the time Avengers: Age of Ultron comes out. Yeah, like, but you always felt like that. The film felt at the time like it had big ramifications yes like there was going to be like oh shit there's hydra out of there and then um was this this was the one that had the end credits that set up avengers age of ultron yeah you had wanda and pietro pietro um, yeah yes um yeah best movie ever best movie ever um and like i said yeah it's my it's still my favorite mcu movie it's got a great soundtrack too yeah, really good soundtrack. But um, keeping the good times rolling, the next film, Guardians of the Galaxy, best movie ever. Yep, again, it 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 when it was announced, a lot of people, myself included, were a bit like, okay, I don't understand what this is going to be, but whatever. And then, you know, the first trailer came out, and everyone was like, okay, this looks pretty good. I went to the not to the actual film premiere, but I stood in the like by the barriers and got met some of the cast like sign. Uh, I think it was like Guardians of the Galaxy magazine or something. So I have mm. a I have a very special kind of uh, nostalgia for this film. But then, yeah, I remember seeing the film for the first time in the cinema and walking out and just going, "That was amazing! That was so much fun! It was so different as well." Yeah. Um, it felt fresh. It felt new, and you instantly fell in love with the, with the characters. Um, yeah, it's great absolutely great yeah it's a great film it's a, a lot of yeah so much fun a great like yeah group of characters that all get like an sort of equal amount of stuff in this even though this was this one it feels a lot more like it is peter quill's movie yeah i'd argue that with the second one as well i think less so and i think yes in this i think both of them really do feel like they are very much peter quill heavy movies but there are enough things happening around them as well the yes. second one, more so, I think. There feels like there's more happening around with everybody else because obviously you get Gamora and Nebula stuff in the second one. You get Rocket with Yondu. Yeah, this one is very much told with through Drax the eyes of, of, of Quill, I think. But yes. Yeah. It's about them obviously coming together as a team. Like It's the first time they are coming together, obviously. Yeah. And having to fight for something. It's not got. It's got a sort of forgettable villain in, in Ronan the Accuser. Yeah, he's fine. <laughs> As in, he's 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 back. He then he comes back in Captain Marvel. Yeah, but not thing, back obviously because he dies in this film. Um, the th- the thing is, like, and then there's a new accuser in the new Marvels. I think there was like set images of it. I think. Oh, okay. I believe it's the Marvels that's got a new accuser because they're Cree, aren't they? So they're probably like you know after doing something with scrolls again. Yeah. I'm pretty sure they are. Because they hate scrolls, don't they? 
Yes, they do. Yeah. Anyway, uh, obviously, I don't know what else you can say about Guardians of the Galaxy. Like, obviously, it put a lot, of, put a, some, it brought some old music back into the mainstream. Yes, it did. Great not, soundtrack. Not like, yeah, not like incredibly old music, but older music. Anyway. Um. Yeah. No, it's yeah. it's the the soundtrack and the score. Um, sorry, the mixtape and the score are are so good. Yeah. Um. So good film, and it and it it changed it added new new layers to the MCU. Yes. Exactly. So yeah, best movie ever, hundred percent. Best movie ever. Okay, and then that leaves us with two more: Avengers: Age of Ultron. Um. I'm gonna. I'm, can I quickly come out of the bat for this one? I know no. there's a few. I know a lot of people are like, "Oh, I don't think this is a very good." Age. I really like Age of Ultron, possibly a little bit more than the first one. I just really, I, enjoy, think, I really enjoy it. I've not seen it in the, a while, but I think the first film is better. Yeah. Um, I do enjoy Age of Ultron a lot, though. Yeah. I don't. I don't know. I know. I. I don't always like some of the things they do. In Age of Ultron, and I do feel like Ultron himself is a bit wasted, but yeah, I don't like all the choices, but I like, I really enjoy the film. It's very similar structure to the first film, though. Is is another thing. Yeah, yeah. No, I'd agree with that. That was a lot one of the criticisms as well, but like, I like it. I mean, I'd probably put it in unmissable. Oh uh, yeah, I wouldn't say best movie ever, but I'd say unmissable. No. no. Um, but yeah, no, I like I like it. I like I like that it sort of lays the groundwork for fractures in the team, even though they don't really get along that well in the first one anyway. Um, True. Sends Hulk off into space. We assume everyone assumed he's like, oh, he's in space. No, he crashed into the ocean. Actually, it's like no, he's in space. <laughs> <laughs> and where was he? He was in space. We were all right. Yeah. Um, it, it gives Thor a whopping six minutes of screen time. Yeah, that's a shame. Um. Gives them all their. Li- I like that. Um... I like. I think the thing I like about this film is that I like the Avengers as a team. You get much more of, you know, like the bar scene at the start. Yeah. Them trying to lift Force Hammer, even when they're at the farm and they're all just trying to get to grips with what's happening. I it... don't like the the forced romance with no, Natasha and um, Bruce. No, that makes no sense. But yeah, no. That's my biggest. That's my biggest kind of drawback for this film. I like the inclusion of Quicksilver and uh, Scarlet Witch. Yep, they're 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 cool. They're good. Um, I do like the little sort of rivalry that um, Hawkeye has with Quicksilver. <laughs> Hawkeye, he's great in this film. Yeah, no, he's given he's given depth. He's given depth in this film because he does in the you got his first appearance in the MCU is obviously in Thor where he just grabs a bow and arrow and is like, I'm going to shoot you, but I'm not really. And that's it. And then in Avengers, he's like, oh, for half the film, he's on the... He, I think even he said this himself. He's like, half the film, he's on the bad... He's a bad guy. Yeah, he's not... He doesn't feel part of the Avengers. But in this one, you fit... He's like, no, 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 he's, a, he's an Avenger. He's part of the team. You have yeah. the... Like you said, you have the little rivalry between him and Pietro, which is so funny. Like the bit where he takes Scarlet Witch and runs off and he's like, he does his bow and he's like, no one would know. Yeah. Um, and also... He has a great scene where he's talking to Wanda and he's like, look, if you step out of that door, you are right. an Avenger. And that's a great yeah. scene. That's no, it's a, a good scene. It's a great moment, yeah. Um, oh, yeah, I really like I, Hawkeye. Hawkeye really starts to come into his own in this film. 
He also it's also like because he's the one that he because obviously he takes them to his farm obviously because like he's the only one that doesn't get affected by Scarlet Witch's powers because he's not you know he manages to avoid it. I like that as well. He's like I've done the whole mind control thing. I'm not doing that again. Yeah. Um, which also because that happens at the same in the same around the same time as we get introduced to um, <laughs> Ulysses Claw. <laughs> oh my god, we do. Yeah. Andy Serkis is Ulysses Claw. He's a lot of fun. Yeah, he's. You can see that he's having fun as well. Yep. Even when he comes back in Black Panther, he's still having a lot of fun. And but now they. But now he's dead. So. <laughs> yeah. Or maybe he's not. Who knows? Maybe he didn't actually get shot. I mean, there's a multiverse though. Don't forget. So. Yeah. There. Yeah. I know. But. I've had enough of the multiverse. <laughs> um. Well, and then obviously if we get the Hulkbuster suit. Yeah, great sequence as well with that. Yeah, good good fight sequence between those two. One of my favorite little little details that I always miss, like not always miss, but like you missed a lot of times, is when he's about to throw like about to throw Hulk into down the big building. He's like, "How quickly can we buy this building?" Yeah, <laughs> I like it as well when he when he punches the Hulk and he, the Hulk spits out his teeth and he's like, "Sorry." That always makes me laugh as well. Yeah, so it's it's it's, it's solid film. Yeah, it's a good film. Good film. Um, and then I guess are we going to jump back into the uh, just a movie category with Ant Man? The thing is, I don't. I was going to say it's pretty good actually, but at the same time, I it's a lot of fun. It's a lot of fun, like, but I don't have any. I don't really have any strong opinions of the film, which is why I think in just the movie, like it's good. It's a good film. It's not a bad film. Film, but but I don't have anything really to say about it. Yeah, and it's I not. I think that's its fault. Yeah, it's not got so much. It's not got a lot going on. Yeah, but it isn't. It isn't a bad film. No, the best part of it is is Paul Rudd. He's great, as he's mm-hmm. great in everything. But that'd be about. Like, I don't really. Yeah, it's just yeah, it's just a movie for me. Like, I'm not that bothered about it. I think, I think the second one's probably better. I'd have to rewatch the second one. I don't remember the second one at all. Um, yeah, but th- I don't know. It's they're very similar. Like they're very, they're very in quality wise. They're very similar. I think the second one just gives everyone more to do. Yeah. This one, like, it's very much just we're gonna teach you how to do the thing, and then you're gonna do the thing, and you're gonna fight off against uh, just just a kind of a boring villain. Yeah, that's pretty much it, isn't it. Which I guess is like a drawback of a lot of these films. It's just, like it's a boring villain. Yes. I think the most interesting villain in this entire phase is Robert Redford. <laughs> I'm torn between I'm torn between just a movie and pretty good actually. I'm probably going to put it in just a movie because I still probably think it's it. I don't know. It might be below both Thor and Iron Man three. Yeah, because to, to, to be honest, to be honest, it's borderline forget forgettable. Probably, I like. I mean, I, 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 yeah. I don't know. I'm gonna say, yeah, I'm not... gonna say forgettable, but I'm happy to put it in just a movie. I'm, yeah. I keep it, keep it in just a movie. I think. So, I mean, that's that's phase two then. We've done it. Boom. We did it. it. We've we have done it again. Um, best movie ever: Captain America: The Winter Soldier and Guardians of the Galaxy. Unmissable is Avengers: Age of Ultron. Yep. Nothing in this is pretty good actually. And then we got just a mo- free just a movies. 
in Iron Man 3, Thor The Dark World, and Ant-Man. That makes this phase just a movie. Just a phase. <laughs> just a phase, yeah. I do like genuinely think, yeah, this phase is quite a bit weaker than the first one. You know, overall. I think there's I think the strengths are so strong, but overall it it's just a weak error of the story. Now we've spoken about it, I I agree. I think there's a lot of good like setup for the future. That's what mostly is going on here, it feels like, in mm. a lot of them. Where, where I, I don't even know, because no, I don't even, wouldn't even say that. They feel like sort of filler episodes. Yeah. And just like, I'm like a, as I'm movies, a... they're not complete. It doesn't feel like they're complete as films. It feels like they are part of something. I was going to say, Iron Man, Iron Man 3, Fall 2, and Ant-Man feel very much like filler, like you said. Um, I think there's still stuff happening in those films that's like. But I could all you could also easily, like if you don't see them, you could also quickly watch a YouTube video that's two to three minutes and be like, oh, this is what <laughs> I need to know from these films. Okay, cool. It's a matter of like I think Thor is one of those ones where it's like something's actually happening story wise in terms of setting up another Infinity Stone and also what's you know the I mean I guess the Loki Odin stuff really not really but you know. Yeah. Um. But, like, they don't always work just as films on their own, as, like, just entertaining films overall. Yeah. But, I don't know. Not the best. Let's just put it that way. Looking forward to talking about Phase 3, though. God, Phase 3, so much. I need to rewatch a lot of Phase 3, so it gives me time to rewatch. Well, you, you better do that then. I will. I'll start tonight. I don't need to rewatch anything. Because no, I, I remember everything. <laughs> uh, but yeah, there we go. We've done it. Mm-hmm. We've smashed out phase two. Yes, it, we have. And it was just a phase. Sad, but true. Yes, very. I don't know. I wouldn't say sad. <laughs> it's fine. <laughs> yeah, it's weird, isn't it? It's fine. That's a phase. Uh, so what's what's next, Harry? Well, I mean, the listeners could could always, you know, follow us on on our Instagrams. They can follow us at Two Random Nerds on Instagram, or they could, I don't know, if you're on Apple Podcast, we'd absolutely love it if you'd leave us a nice review. Um, maybe do a cheeky five star and a cheeky review. If you're on Spotify, you can't leave a review, but you can give us five stars. Um, or wherever you get your podcast, to be honest. It's it's up to you. But we do appreciate all the following and the support um, that you all give us. So please make sure mm-hmm. you do that. Um, Let's do that. If you follow us on Instagram, write in when you listen to the episode. Do you agree with our choices? Do you think they're good? Do you? Would you perhaps, I don't know, would you put for in a worse position or even a better position? Would it be the same with Guardians? Would it be the same... Just let us know. We'd love to hear from you. And maybe we'll eventually um, read some out at some point. But, um, yeah. That's it. That's it for today. Yes, that is it for that today. For, I will get better at these outros. The outros are now different, obviously. So, I'm still trying to find my feet with the outros. But, it won't always be as shit as that one just was. But, um, yeah. Like we said, we do really appreciate all your support. It does mean the world to us. We're loving this this new series. 
we're really enjoying it um, and we hope uh, you're enjoying listening to it as well um, but unless Connor's got anything else to say no usually podcasts end at the end so <laughs> uh, thanks for listening we'll, you, you'll, you'll hear us next time <laughs>